hey i had a really great time i would love to do that again so give me a call back um you never did call me to let me know you got in safely so i was just checking on you all right call me back Okay, I'm very confused. We went out, we had a good time, at least I thought we had a good time, and now you dodging me, you're not answering my calls. That's real crazy to me. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. This is the Healthy Dating Preservation Podcast for millennials and anyone else who might need it. As usual, we are your hosts, Imani and Candace. And we are back in this thing with another episode. This is episode 51. Um, I got some good feedback on episode 50, actually. Me too. I actually had people like reaching out to me to share mm-hmm. um, feedback, which, you know, I'm trying to, it ain't adding up with the, the listeners, though. Girl. Yeah, we missing some this episode. I was like, oh, what's going on? But maybe people just trying to get caught up. Um, so maybe so. But I did, I had a couple people reach out and like, see, this is what I think about it. And I'm like, first of all, um, I you love like- you, but I ain't asking you. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I appreciated the feedback. Um, Sam, cool. I actually got a really good one. It's yeah. it's actually really long, but I'll share it at some point in the show if we got time. Okay, cool. Well, guys. We, uh, oh, no, go ahead. Because you're first. Oh, yeah, I'm going to pick up mine. There's a couple that I want to try out and see what you guys think. I was watching Martin and listening to Jerome's pickup lines again, and it was so funny. I thought about using Jerome's pickup lines on the show for a few episodes. Him, the guy from the Wayne's Brothers, the one who, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the little short dude, <laughs> him, and then Jamie Foxx pickup lines to oh my gosh, was always yes. funny. Um, but I don't have any of those this week, so y'all just gonna have to bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> This says, I wish you were a carousel at Walmart so I could ride you. Okay, that's not the one. Candace. Okay, that's the one. <laughs> okay. I'll be the... <laughs> oh, no. I'll be the Burger King and you'll be the Dairy Queen. You, queen. You treat me right and I'll do it your way. Okay. All right. That's kind of cute. That's it's a little cute. suggestive. That's all I'm about to say. I <laughs> but I think people just over-sexualize. So. Yeah, I think so, too, probably. Get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> right. Okay. And then the other one is, have you been eating Cocoa Puffs? Because I've been going cuckoo for you. Oh. So. What year is that? It's like a 1999 pickup line. <laughs> I know. This is like something from Greece. <laughs> That's so funny. That's cute. Okay. All right, guys. Well, today's topic is um, ending toxic relationships. Now, we've talked about living single and living non-toxic and all that kinds of stuff. But I don't think we ever really discussed ending the relationship. And so Candace brought it up and we are going to discuss it. And I know that, you know, normally we talk about casual dating. We try to stick to the casual side of things so that everything is not about relationships because, you know. For what? There's so much, so, so much of that kind of content. And, um, you know, some of y'all might be thinking, well, why are we talking about ending a relationship if we're talking about dating? Because 
a lot of the times toxic relationships don't even turn into an official dating situation. They they be toxic way before you got there. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be clear, a lot of the toxic relationships were not actually relationships. They there were you dating go. situations or situationships. And yes. And th- and those are still relationships. You are being relational with this person. You're just mm-hmm. not in a committed, you know, title bearing relationship, I guess. Um, and I have been there, and I have done that. So this this episode ain't to do no judging. No, because I bought the t-shirt. I made the t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. And I got the keychain. <laughs> <laughs> we probably run the souvenir shop for this, yeah. actually. Basically. That's we'll be selling it online one day. When we start our website, we're going to drop all those pieces for you. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So <clears throat> let's go on to digging the scene. Um, and this, so I'm not going to keep this, I'm going to keep this portion light is what I'm trying to say. Cause I feel like there's only a few things we really need to delve into here in digging the scene and that's recognizing a toxic relationship or a toxic individual, which we sort of talked about already, but it's never too late to revisit. It's common. Uh, we can talk about it as many times as we need to and it'll <laughs> still be good for somebody. For real. Because we have a um, show and I still have some toxic tendencies and uh, situations mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. linger. So. Mm-hmm. Me too, Loki. But um, so this is an article from Psychology Today, which we love. It's written by Kristen Fuller, who is a medical doctor. She's MD. Um how to recognize toxic individuals and toxic relationships. So um, I like this first thing that she says, and this, this is like why it matters. And it says relationships are two way streets that involve helping each other throughout the journey without any expectation of gaining anything in return, except for a lending hand when the tables are turned. Many people assume the word relationship refers to a romantic relationship between two people. This assumption is false as relationships can be between any two people and toxicity can be presented between siblings, coworkers, friends, lovers, etc. As humans, we are social beings who thrive on companionship and deteriorate on loneliness. According to psychological studies, um, oh, that's according to psychological studies, sorry. Entering into a toxic relationship can result in severe inner conflict and that can potentially lead to anger, depression, or anxiety. So it's important to recognize these red flags and prevent any unnecessary emotional turmoil. So, So this is important. That's why this is important. And I feel like um, a lot of times when you're in those toxic situations, you don't think about why it's, why it's important for you to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like you just think about what's going on in the moment and maybe, you know, you need to get out of it, but you don't see any way out at the moment or you don't think you're strong enough or whatever. But remember that this is going to help you avoid all of that emotional and mental turmoil. And a lot of the emotional and mental turmoil doesn't stop after you end the relationship. Like you, you have to like work on getting past that and through that. Um, So, yeah. So these are some of the ways to recognize it or some of the like red flags to look for. And this one says, how does this individual treat others? I think we've talked about that before, like however they treat the people closest to them. Um, have they deci- um, displayed any signs of aggression towards their parents, friends, coworkers? Because honestly, if they're treating people in their family like that, you're going to be next. No matter how like 
how much you think you're different or, you know, how different you think a romantic relationship is to their family relationship. If this is the theme in their life, these tumultuous relationships with people, it's going to come out again toward you at some point because mm-hmm. you will be a person close to them. So watch how they treat people. Watch how they take out their frustrations with others and how they um, interact with people who they supposedly love. Next is how does this individual deal with conflict? Oh, let me go back one time. So another red flag can be if this person doesn't have anyone to treat that way. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. you've never seen them with friends. You've never seen them with their family. Maybe every now and then you see them with friends, but every week they falling out with somebody (laughs) or something like that. Like if they don't have anyone around them, pay attention to that and, and see why that is every it ain't everybody's thing that they're toxic and that's why they don't have anyone around but it could be and it could also be that you know maybe they aren't the toxic one but they're used to toxic situations so you know that might show up again with y'all um how does this individual deal with conflict um it says, in, in general, most people do not enjoy dealing with conflict. It can be difficult to communicate your feelings and make yourself vulnerable in a relationship when you have disagreements. Um, but you have to pay attention to, you know, how they address the issues. Do they refuse to co- communicate like we talked about last time? Do they apologize when it's appropriate? Do they accept apologies when it's appropriate? Um, oh, here's a really big one. They say, if this person acts spiteful after the conflict, um, really pay attention to that, especially if they are the person who will like go tell your business or start spreading rumors about you or whatever um, once y'all fall out. Like if this person, every time y'all have a disagreement, they start speaking poorly about you or to you, like really pay attention to that. Cause I don't, I'm one of those people that don't believe that you say what you don't mean. Like I don't think, oh, I didn't mean that. I don't think people don't mean what they say. I think they mm-hmm. meant it when they said it. So if every time y'all get into it, he starts calling you names out of your name or talking about some childhood trauma that you told them about, like, you know, bringing up deep secrets and stuff like that, like, please, that's a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, How does this person make you feel when you're together? And I think I think we've talked about this on multiple episodes about being anxious around somebody. Mm hmm. that you love, like maybe you're in a relationship with them or this is somebody you're dating, but they make you really nervous. Like when you get around them, you just are tiptoeing on eggshells trying not to upset them Girl, or something like that. that is the most stressful and uncomfortable situation to be in. Because mm-hmm. you be like about to explode your dang stuff and you worried about like if I say anything, it's about to be an argument because they're assuming that I'm trying to argue. And that's yeah. really toxic. Yeah. Yeah, especially, and then the breaking up to making up thing, like, you know, you get nervous, y'all have an argument, y'all break up that day, and then, like, a week later, it's, oh, uh, I haven't seen you in a week, I really missed you, but they didn't do anything to try to reach out to you during that Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how? How did you miss me? So, um, and then lastly is, does this person make you feel important? And that's something that I've been through, too. And I don't know what made me even date this person after seeing this but I can recall times where I thought that I looked really cute and I would say something and that person would jump at the chance to tell me I didn't look that cute uh uh-uh. uh mm-hmm. like it was really first girl. of all what, what man is okay 
Exactly. So (laughs) (laughs) it's really bad. But I mean, even if it wasn't blatantly like you don't look that cute, but it would be pointing out something that's wrong. Right. Which is or pointing out something that maybe I wasn't self-conscious about before, even in a joking way. Like, why would you do that when you know I feel good? Does he wear pants? Go out. Like, why do you have an opinion on what a woman got on unless you're saying she looks nice? No, Otherwise, it's like out. trying to make you feel bad before you go out so that you don't think you look good so that you don't get nobody else's attention. So you like it's That's that corny. deeply embedded. It's really horrible. Um, and then so then this just has a list of red flags associated with toxic relationships and that's lying apathy like they don't care about nothing narcissistic personality like they're the most important person in the world refusal to deal with conflict being unapologetic about that Mm -hmm. not willing to admit their mistakes constantly blaming others any form of abuse any form emotional physical verbal any kind of abuse is toxic is hit it's toxic um talking poorly about others somebody that can't help but point out what's wrong with everybody being controlling, manipulative, and refusing to listen to your concerns. And I am going to add animal abuse for real. Like, if you <laughs> dated somebody <laughs> for real and they, time. like, be, if they have a family dog or they treat your dog a certain way, like, I don't know. It's just, I've yeah, seen that before. Yeah, let's say something about them. And that's kind of scary if you're with, like, you should, why do you even feel comfortable beating on a pit, on an animal? That's, yeah, it's weird. And you're probably, or like, you killer. can't. <laughs> Maybe not a serial killer, but I don't like you're not a compassionate person. I get everybody doesn't like dogs. I understand that, but you don't have to like be abuse the dog, yeah, or like you know try to. I don't know. It's weird, and I, I have a dog, so that's close to home for me. I understand. I will definitely say, um, <laughs> like honing in on that empathy part. Like people that lack empathy, like that is a sign that they may be toxic. Because yeah. anybody that you share your concerns with and how you feel about stuff and, like, one, if they're blaming it on, like, oh, this is just how I am, you need to run. Or two, if they don't even, like, and I've had trouble with excusing people for doing this, but, like, you share with them that your feelings may have been hurt because of something that they said or they did, and they just, like, I don't want to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's somebody. Or, or why do you just, always need to talk about that? Or uh-huh. you always want to? Why like, we always got to talk through stuff? Mm-hmm. Anybody that's or, like that, and that that isn't like if somebody tells me that I did something to hurt their feelings, I'm immediately going to feel a, a way about that and want to be very apologetic about it. So for somebody to just be like, I mean, well, my bad, or not even apologize at that, you know. Yeah, they usually don't. Mm. It's like, this is such a silly thing to talk about. Like, why are we talking about this? Or why do you always want to discuss? And that happened, that was like 15 minutes ago. And it's like, okay, but it still had my feelings. Right. And in reality, like, it's not (laughs) silly to me. So it should bother you. Yeah. Like, and if you think I'm sensitive, like, I hate, what I hate, and I've had this happen to me before, I hate when I'm trying to, like, tell somebody I'm dating how I feel. And they start to be trying to be cute and be like, see, you need one of them dudes to blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe I do because I don't need nobody to Okay, don't give me no ideas. Right. <laughs> if you want to suggest the other type of man I need, that's you telling me that you're not trying to be the man for me, yeah. period. So yep. I think y'all need to watch what y'all say about that because that's toxic behavior. And honestly, like, that's the that's a ticket for on my way out. You just bought my ticket, brother. Like, don't be suggesting no other man to, to me because honestly... 
what you don't realize is that somebody probably asking to be that other person for me anyways and you coming out your mouth saying well you need somebody who does blah 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 blah. because that tells me right there that you're not willing to compromise and you don't take whatever I'm saying seriously like Mm -hmm. you think it's silly period so definitely be on the lookout for that and I don't think you should feel bad for expressing how you feel and if you can't express that with your partner then they don't need to be your partner right and so okay so I'm gonna do a couple more <clears throat> signs that you're in a toxic relationship and this is from ink.com that's incorporated like not like planning so ink.com um there's 35 of these on here but there's like so much there's a couple of them that I think are really important that we haven't talked about um but and this is to me how you can decide when it's even time to end it or if you know, t- or before it even gets to the point where you need to end things, just like looking at the relationship and kind of evaluating what's going on between the two of y'all. Something that I did not do at the time that I was in my very toxic relationship. Um, <clears throat> so this is one of them says that the relationship is all take and no give. Like, I, what are you getting out of being with this person? And that, I think, is a question that I really should have asked myself because I was literally getting nothing from the relationship. But I was so like. By this point, I was so deep in it that I was just trying to impress or please them. I wasn't thinking about what I was getting back. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just thinking about the fact that, you know, I'm trying to give all of this stuff and it's not being accepted and that's hurting my feelings. And instead of being like, well, forget it then. I'm not going to give anymore. I was like, how much more can I give? (laughs) I'm just trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling drained is a big one. I've been there. Y'all know if you can't trust the person, you're bordering on a toxic relationship. <clears throat> um, if it's a hostile atmosphere, we talked about that one being constantly judged. Um, the person is not reliable. That is a huge one. Early on in the relationship, in the in the very early dating stages, if you know you cannot rely on this person to quote unquote pick you up, not quote unquote. I'm starting to list in my mind talking about quote unquote <laughs> Lord. Um, like pick you up on time, drop you off on time if you can't depend on them to know like remember something that you told them if you can't remember if and then they get mad when you tell them they forgot something like yeah you cannot rely on this feels bad i mean that doesn't feel bad for letting you down that's Mm -hmm. a sign yep um there was one on here oh gosh where was it of course, if there's not never-ending drama, like, if it's always something, like, that's going to be a, a, a sure difficult sign. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, here, here it is. Persistent self-betrayal. This is a huge one, and I think you have to be very self-aware to even recognize this before, it get, before it's, like, too deep in. But if you keep finding yourself changing your opinions or your beliefs or your core values to excuse this person's behavior or Ooh, to good. always please them... Or, you know, to accept something or whatever. Like, well, you know, I, I, I don't know if I was really that serious about it in any way. Like, or maybe it's not that big of a deal. And it is. And it always has been a big, mm-hmm. a, a big deal to you. But now, all of a sudden, it's not that serious. Or you can excuse it because X, Y, and Z. Like, betraying your core, the essence of who you are to keep taking this person in is a toxic relationship. And you're going to keep... Like as, when the person realizes that that's what you're gonna that you're gonna keep doing that they're going to keep doing things that are against what you believe in because you're not gonna do anything about it. Yeah. Um. Um. 
if the person's always the, the victim in every situation <laughs> <laughs> and that's girl and that's men that and women so like if the person can never be the perpetrator they're always the victim and i even if they know that they're the person in the wrong and then they say oh my god you're just you're really stressing me out i'm really tired you know i've been working all day and now you want to bring all this to me and it's like this is your fault you started right you just own that part <laughs> you wasn't too tired to get on my nerves now i'm on your nerves <laughs> So just this, again, this is a list of 35. I'm not going through all of these, but these are really good. And it's on Inc, inc.com, um, 35 signs you're in a toxic relationship. So if you think that you might be headed there, go look at that list and see how many of those you can check off and say, you know, do I need to get, honestly, if you're thinking about it, if you, th- if you even need to search this list, you are probably in a toxic relationship and you need to get out of there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If you have to think, is this relationship toxic? You might want to just go ahead and call it quits. Um, none of these have like that back and forth type of thing on there listed as a relationship problem. Mm-hmm. But think about all of the other things that we have listed that feed into the back and forth, like the the victimhood and the, you know, the you know being fake sorry every month and wanting you to get back with them. I've been there before. So just the back and forth type of relationship, like this week we're not together, next week we're madly in love, and then we end in a crash and burn, and then we don't speak to each other for six weeks, and then we're back together. Like, it's just too much. Um, so lastly, I just want us to kind of just share this. I didn't look up anything on this. I mean, not lastly, but um, this part. Like, how do you think, because we've both been in toxic relationships before. How do you think you ended up there is the question that I think we should share like on our personal level so that other people can think about this too? Yeah. Well, okay. So, and, and when we finish this, I also want to talk about why it's so hard to let go of it. Oh yeah. Um, I got that coming because up. Because the struggle be real. I think, um, hmm. I don't think like I've ever been like, Oh, I don't deserve more. I have, um, self-reflected after I've finally gotten out of some of those situations to be like, you know, like, what am I doing that's attracting that type of energy? But honestly, I think for me, like, it's because I know that it's wrong and it's something that, like, I'll tell somebody else not to do and that I say I wouldn't go for it, that I go for it every time. Like, that's my problem. <laughs> that's how I end up in toxic relationships. Like, I could get on here and tell, like, and talk about, like, we can read a thousand articles and if I'm stuck in something toxic, it takes me a while to get out of it. And part of mm-hmm. that is because I be so worried about, like, I am a control freak, even when it comes to me dealing with other people. I always want to control how people see me. Uh-huh. No matter what the case may be, I've just always been like that. So in a relationship, a situation, I don't want to ever be the person that lets somebody down. And because of that, like, I be feeling like I be having... I guess too much sympathy. I'm not even gonna say empathy because honestly, you can't empathize with bullshit. Um, first cuss word of the day. But uh, <laughs> put that on the t-shirt and sell it. But um, I have way too much sympathy for like people and their reasons behind mm-hmm. not uh, behind doing stuff. When in reality, what I really want to say is, if you're really that messed up, you need to go see a therapist. And if you're not yeah. willing to see a therapist, that means you're not willing to fix it. And I should just say, screw you. But that's not how I am like because I'm always like well I don't want this person to be disappointed I've been in some situations that I was like if I were me I would not be friends with me 
like mm-hmm. literally having to like journal and talk to my mom and like use all these hypotheticals with people just because like for me so one time I was in a very inappropriate <clears throat> I'm dying right now inappropriate situation <laughs> all together in my mind by my standards and so I gave a hypothetical to my mom because my mom is somebody's in, uh, opinion that's really important to me and I was like would you be friends with somebody who was in a situation like this because I wanted to see like I mean I know my mom wouldn't judge me because it's me but I wanted to see like what is her realistic opinion of it and she mm-hmm. was straight up with me before she was like I would not judge them because when I was younger, I found myself in that situation. However, I would say that whoever that person is needs to take responsibility that they're choosing to be in it. And I'm Mm -hmm. not going to feel bad for them either. So just because I'm not judging you don't mean that I care for your actions and I'm not going to feel bad for you for being in that situation. And so like that kind of hurt my feelings because I'm like, wow, you know, like that's my mom. and, And but on the flip side of that, it's like, but how do I say I don't want to be with you anymore? Like, because any toxic person that I, <laughs> any toxic man, and almost every man I've dated has had toxic traits, which lets me know that I probably have some as well, in my opinion. But the minute I say I don't want to be with them, like, they act like it's a judgment. It's like, a, you're judging me. You never really cared about me. Like, girl, I'm trying. That's and I that can't victimhood. Help it. Or, you know, like, I can do better or, like, whatever it is, they make it seem like the sky is falling because you're saying you don't (laughs) want to tolerate it anymore. And so my toxic trait towards myself is I go against what I believe in most of the time when I'm talking about I need to get out of a situation and I stay. Mm-hmm. trying to like hold on to it getting better and I've seen stuff in the I think the the way I really get there though is I see stuff in the beginning that I know is a repeated cycle from a situation before and I know how it's gonna play out and I still be like I'm gonna stick around to see if it's gonna be different <laughs> so yeah. most of the times that's how I end up in like I already know and you know people like you can't blame somebody for something you saw in your past but some things just happen how they gonna happen like people are creatures of habit and you can see somebody with the same habit and know how it's going to play out. It's di- now, Yeah, you, su- it's a like, pattern. Right. And it's like, if they surprise you, great for them. But most times out of, out of 10, they're not going to. So, like, mm-hmm. stick with your first mind. And honestly, like, for me, it's because I don't address it. Because it's different. They could possibly be going a different route than what I'm used to. But I don't say nothing. And mm-hmm. so it just continues and then it gets worse. And then I end up just being like, in this lifeless situation where I'm like, bruh. And a part of me, like, I guess it's so annoying now because the older I get, the more I'm just like, I don't got time to be talking to multiple people. But I'd be like, oh, I wish I was still there, girl. Like, <laughs> God, I wish I would just go talk to somebody else. And I think another part of it is that I keep, um, I keep certain people not too far from my access, even when I cut them off. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's easy for me to pick them back up if stuff, if new situations don't work out. And they haven't changed anything about what they were toxic in in the first place. So, those Mm -hmm. habits are still there. The convenience is just there as well. So, that's my issue. Girl, all of that. Plus, well, I know because the reason I felt like it's important to share this is because, I mean, we have this show and, you know, people think that we are just know so much about relationships and we be googling articles because we've been drugged but also, <laughs> right but also like 
I know a thing that we talk about, or not me and you, but like people in general talk about is like having a great home life where you never saw a successful relationship or your dad wasn't in your life or your mom. Like that. Like, I really don't. I, I, I do. have. <laughs> my mom has had terrible married. relationships. But, but I'm saying this is how you know that it's not just about that. Yeah. Because I have all of that and I still ended up in a very toxic and borderline abusive relationship. But yeah, I don't have an excuse like that. I don't have any familial issues, like not any glaring ones. Mm -hmm. I don't have, my dad has always been in my life. He's like one of my best friends. My parents have been married for over 30 years. I've seen really successful relationships, but I think that might've been what made me end up in a toxic relationship is because I wanted that really bad at one point. And I was just kind of like, that's what you do. And, but, and I ain't never seen my parents like break up to make up none of that. Like I've never seen that. But, but you was trying to get to that finish line. That'll make you tolerate Yeah. Mind. That and and the fact that um like I had gotten pulled into I don't know, like I'm a person who really enjoys like excitement. Like mm-hmm. I love like exciting, spontaneous, um, energetic types of relationships. And a toxic one is all of that a lot of the <laughs> yes. time. It's never boring because there's always something wrong. There's always something going on. There's always a fight happening. There's, but all of that is energy. And I was feeding off of that. Like I was feeding off of the negative instead of looking for something that's positively exciting. I was just, it was a whirlwind. It was fast paced. It was, you know, always something. And I was excited yes, by that energy. Um, and I, I think that's my toxic trait is that, at one point, I didn't know how to differentiate the good, like the good excitement and the bad excitement. Like I thought being dramatic in a relationship was fun, like that. <laughs> oh but not God, like so many girls like that in high school. Not yeah, like I'm not having like fun doing on purpose. It, but like this is yeah. love. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was never on purpose. I was never like thinking to myself, okay, let's start some drama. But it was like. <laughs> Let's you go. Know, that's how go. I felt like that's how I felt like we showed each other we loved each other. Or how do how do I know he cares if he's not dragging me out the club? Like it first because he's yeah, seeing me wild. talking to somebody else. Like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that is what did that for me. Is I was so excited by all the foolery that I couldn't say to myself, you know that there's other kinds of excitement right like you don't have to do it this way you can go find somebody who actually likes you and who will you know bring exciting adventures and all that kind of stuff to the relationship you don't have to like put up with this and always arguing with other girls over this man and all you don't have to do all that right but i didn't know i just this was just i was used to the chaos of that relationship and so I it took me a minute to not look for that in other relationships too like after I ended Mm -hmm. that mind you it took me literal years to end that it wasn't though I woke up one day and was like I've had enough like (laughs) that ain't how I went at all it took me a few years to really get over the idea that we were never going to work out he was never going to be the person that I want like there's no amount of changing in the world that's going to make him into the person that I actually deserve. He just, mm-hmm. he, he, he could become a better person, but he wasn't my person. Because I think it's important to hear these stories from people yes. that you feel a way, like you feel like they're good people or you feel like they might know something or have some kind of information that you need to learn or whatever. Child, we've learned. But 
you know, we got there because of these things. So if you can identify with any of that, like pay attention to yourself early and think about that. I'm in my 30s now. This was long ago, but, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm exempt from it. You're not 30. I'm 30. What? You are not even not 30 even yet. Talk about Five. you in your 30s. <laughs> you well, 30. I can't. I'm not in my 20s anymore. I'm you're, more, in, this is, you're in your late 20s right now. This is my last 20. <laughs> like, I'm not in my 20s. Like, I'm are, in a 20. And I'm heading in into my 30s. <laughs> you said, I'm in my 30s right now. I'm like, wait. You might have just said that like she's 32 or something. I'm about to be in my 30s. Like, it's not. Like, I can't be like, I don't feel like saying I'm in my 20s is accurate because I'm not. I'm in A20. <laughs> this is the last 20. <laughs> I'm in the last year of my 20s. That's lame. I'm fin- I'm headed towards my 30s and there don't have a lot of time for that. And, you know, I don't want to take any of that kind of stuff into my 30s. So this article, again, is called You Deplete Me, 10 Steps to End a Toxic Relationship by T- Teresa Bouchard. Um, so... Some of them are, I I think these are really important ones. One is to step out of denial. Be prepared to dry off as you step out of the river of denial, is what it says. (laughs) 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 But, you know, asking yourself questions like, what's in this for me? Do I feel drained all the time? Do I want to spend time with this person or do I feel like I have to? Do I feel... When I I have an issue, do I ever really get a full-on like response apology from this person like because i think what you said um struck a chord earlier is like we do this thing say you know oh he's trying but or she's trying it's just really hard because da, 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 da. like okay you're making an excuse for for them step mm-hmm. out of that denial spot and say okay at the end of the day though is this a good relationship whether the reason is because of their childhood it's a good relationship. Am I getting anything out of this? Does this serve me well in my relationship? And if the answer to any of those questions are no, you can't stay there and be, you know, in your right mind. Um, identify the perks of the relationship. Um, because it's, and I think this is important too, because every relationship has some kind of perks, um, mm-hmm. whether it's toxic or not. So I think you do have to be realistic about what's the good part of it. What parts do you like? What part, mm-hmm. What do you like about this person? But, <clears throat> you know, why is it that do these things outweigh the things that are hurting you? Um, and more times than not, the answer is no. Um, <laughs> surround yourself with positive friends. That's going to help you get out. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later about how your friendships can keep you there longer than you need to be there. Um, some of these are tips for like what, how to, I guess, nurse yourself into healing too, which is really cool. Cause one of them tells you to keep a log of your emotions. Like every time you have a highly emotional spot with this person, like write it down. What are you feeling right now? And why, what did they do to make you feel that way? Or what, are you feeling, are you anxious and they haven't even done anything yet? Why is that? Because the last time you was in this situation, this is what happened and I'm expecting this to happen again, you know, that kind of thing. So thinking about your emotions, writing them down so you can go back and read over them and have evidence that this is not okay. Um, fill the hole 
And this is like, what are you missing or what are you lacking or what are you looking for that you think you can get from this person? And why is it there's still a hole? Like, why are you still fighting to receive that from this person? Um, bribe yourself is like getting out of the relationship. Like, if you can make it two days without talking to this person, do something for yourself or whatever. Like, I, I think I did that for, when I got out of my relationship that was like that. I was saying... You know, let's try going a week without talking to him. And I would just each day I would just be like, okay, good job. You know, you didn't text him. You didn't call. You didn't answer him when he texted you. And then blocking people's number became a thing and I didn't have to do that no more. But, you know, bribing yourself to do better about getting out of the relationship. Heal the shame is a good one. Because like you said, you know, you don't want to disappoint people. Sometimes you're in a relationship with somebody who, and everybody thinks the relationship is good. So if you end it, everybody you know, don't know it went bad. Yeah, people will be disappointed. A public breakup is embarrassing sometimes, but you don't have to be ashamed of that. If you need to get out of there, do it, and you don't have to feel shame uh, behind that. Um, affirm yourself. You know, write down some affirmations, um, and you don't have to think about what you're going to do next. You can allow yourself to rest. This is the thing. It says allow some rest for yourself. So, you know, rest is part of healing. If you, if you don't feel like dating, take a break. Take a rest from the dating scene. If you don't feel like, you know, doing much of anything at a certain point, like give yourself some time to just relax from all the turmoil. Um before you before you start unpacking all the whatever was wrong with the relationship or, you know, at points during the unpacking and healing, you need to rest, do that. Um, yeah. So um, do what you got to do to get out of the relationship. Hopefully you're surrounded by people who will support you in that. Um, if you're not, uh, really work on encouraging yourself, being strong, um, being set on the fact that you've gone over the pros and cons of being there and the pros and cons of leaving and, you know, just get yourself out of there as quickly and safely as possible. Um, Cause you don't deserve a toxic relationship. And that is the end of the dig in the scene segment. Okay. So um, for this week's rescue me segment, we are going to have one of our listeners who shares her story about um, her and her fiance. It's a really cute story. They're actually my personal friends. So shout out to them. Um, our Rescue Me segment is a segment where we allow people to share their experience, their dating experiences and things like that or give feedback. If you would like to submit if you would like to submit your story you can send us a voice memo on anchor or you can record one on your iphone and email it to us at save the day sosgmail.com or you can do it the old-fashioned way and uh send us an email just type it up about the story and we'll read it aloud it doesn't have to be your name it can be anonymous if you want to but uh let's jump into the recording okay so my now fiance and I started off as friends. I really just looked at him like someone who was a part of our friend group, not necessarily someone I would be in a relationship with. Um, however, after he kept shooting his shot, I was like, okay, let me give this guy a chance. So he was like, okay, hey, like, let's go grab a bite to eat. And I'm like, okay, cool. You want to hang out as friends? No biggie. But apparently he said that was a date, and he went back to his mom and told his mom what happened. And his mom was like, 
I don't think she likes you, son. So then he shot a shot again, and again he asked me, he's like, hey, let's go for dinner, wine, um, and grab some ice cream. Okay, in my head it sounds like a date, but he didn't say that it was a date. And so, like, to this day, he will argue me up and down, telling me, I asked you on a date, one, you were late for the date, and I'm like, bruh, you didn't say it was a date. You said, let's go get dinner. You need to ask me on a formal date. Now, if you ask him how the date went, he'll tell you a completely different story, but that is how we first started dating. <laughs> well, I'm with Chica- Wait, did she say her name? She did. <laughs> I'm, with I'm with her on the fact that if you didn't say it was a date, we it's ain't dating. Not a date. I mean, and you know, in, in your mind, you might be thinking, okay, obviously this is a date, but formalities exist for some of us. Yes, and we want to be asked on a date. I don't, that's I why I don't do the whole. Oh well, I said let's meet up, and you came, and we paid separately, baby. That is not a date to me. <laughs> that's not what a date <laughs> looks me. like. That's it's what I do with my you. homegirls, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you didn't say, "Hey, I would love to take you on a date sometime," or "I would love to take you out sometime," or if you're not like you know, and using the language that <laughs> that gives me the idea that you try, you know, give me some idea of your intentions, then it ain't a date. Especially when when you're friends too, because they were also friends for a while. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing about their situation is like, first of all, can we talk about the fact that his mama told him that she didn't like him? <laughs> she doesn't Good. like his mama's be knowing. They do, but like the craziest thing is, I tried to hook them up and they were already together. <laughs> I swear, because right. everybody discreetly. knew how much he liked her, and she was just not giving that boy no play. And I was like, and so one day he was like, he he said something about her. He liked girls that was ratchet and clat, uh, ratchet and classy. I was like, oh, so you want somebody clatchet? I know the perfect person. And I like text her, and I'm like trying to gas him up or whatever. And she was like, okay, well, just um, let him know that I am dating somebody. And she said his name, and I was like, he was sitting beside me. She was all the way in Miami. I said, <laughs> I was like, so you just wasn't gonna tell me y'all was already in a relationship. You got to text her, and you knew I was texting her trying to put you on. That's right. He was being discreet, <laughs> keeping it on the low until it's time for y'all to know. Right, but now they are engaged to be married, and I think that's so cute because that like, is so cute. Even though our episode is talking about toxic stuff, like they really are a couple that like she calls him doodle head, and he. Blitz her like and <laughs> shout out to her though because she when I tell you like they they have grown on each other and now he a whole photographer because he was taking her pictures all the time. Oh, that's and cute. And he don't buy the cameras and he's starting his own photography business now. Wait, so, let's revisit the fact that the mama said that maybe she don't like him because. <laughs> And I'm doing this because look, you know this is what happened, and I bet you if she's listening to this right now, um, she can confirm it's because he told he probably told his mama the version of the story where he asked her on a, a date and she mm-hmm. and he didn't tell her that he didn't actually he never say let's go on a date like <laughs> so the mama's <laughs> like oh well if she if you done took taking her on a date and y'all went to get dinner and wine and and ice cream and she ain't trying to then maybe it's not she don't whole like time <laughs> the whole time leaving out the fact that we've been friends all this time and we always hung out and i never said it was a date Right, and then y'all hung out in packs because I like, and she shared it. Y'all don't get to hear, it, but we did have a second story that she shared with us about how they went 
out of town to a concert together. As she friends. Was, she wasn't even considering that a date. Because he never said, like, it's, he literally, like, dropped it in the group message, like, is anybody trying to go with me to this concert? And she was like, I'll go. Oh, okay, okay. that she liked him. Well, when I first heard that part, <clears throat> I'm thinking he said to her, like, hey, we both like this artist. Let's go to this concert together. But it was a group. It could have been a group outing, but it turned into just the two of them because, you know, nobody else volunteered. So I kind of see where that came in because it wasn't like it wasn't proposed as a date, right? <laughs> yeah. So but they did a I whole mean, lot he of did um, what he had to do. He was whole lot of tiptoeing around, uh-huh. right? Before they <laughs> actually made it official. That's yes. cute. <laughs> yes, but he was strategic and he was persistent. Um, and you know, my dog, he ain't had to go on Tinder no more. I actually. I'm about to get some stories from him. <laughs> Please. Tinder world is so funny Tinder. to me. A lot but, of people have really funny Tinder stories. Girl. He's, he, so that's what she, she said. Like he shared, he told me some Tinder stories too. I was like, bro, you need to get off of there. You need to delete that. Oh my gosh. But they are the cutest couple. I love y'all. I can't wait for y'all to do a story of one of y'all dates together. I think that would be really hilarious. So we will, be on the lookout for that. Um, if you have a data story that you want to share, please submit it to savethedaysos at gmail.com. Um, like I said, you can write us a letter. You can leave a voice memo, all that good stuff. And before uh, we go on to Trend Watch, let me clear something up because one of our listeners that wrote us, she said that I said something wrong about her story. So I want to make sure I clarify. Oh, get yeah. it together. I was like, ooh, 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 my bad. <laughs> right. And there's somebody else, and I'm asking y'all again because y'all didn't um, write me back. Somebody wrote us, and I accidentally deleted the DM, and you submitted a story. Please resubmit the story, because I really would love to read it. I just, um, I might have had a beverage. I don't actually remember. (laughs) Somehow I deleted it, and I do apologize, because that wasn't on purpose at all. Okay. So um, let let me go to our listener who wrote back to clarify. She she said, I did not split that tab. The disrespect. I'm just writing to clear that up and tell you that, unfortunately, he is Candy Bar Brown. I thought he was light-skinned. He acting like it. But Candy Bar Brown... I tried to tell y'all the foolery that men put us through has no hue. It's all of them. Every, You're right. They are <laughs> every single shade of them. They, are they just don't know how to act. So they act up. Light-skinned, <clears throat> dark-skinned, white-yellow, Red, yellow, black, and white, they all foolish in God's sight. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> and she literally said they be acting up, too. I will write a follow-up to let you know, I mean, to tell you how he tried to offset me months after. With Oh, me, oh, offset me after months without speaking. Oh, he'd have been looking just like I said with their dry voice on Instagram. <laughs> and, and sorry to say you would have to read it because I'm still embarrassed. <laughs> I feel like I'm she's not going to remember this, Loki. And then it says signed little finger because y'all not, y'all will not refer to me as Brand the Broken because he has he because he's the three eyed raven and he would have known not to go on the date. <laughs> and she said, plus that's a stupid name, girl. Your finger was broke. You can't be little finger because you almost didn't have no finger. You well, Brand the Broken. That's funny. Brand the Broken, the first of your name. The I'm first weak. to not split the tab with your boyfriend, but you were stood up by your boyfriend. And the first to correct me on the show. So I appreciate you. 
for writing back and telling me to tell your story right. Let your truth be right. Heard. She said, if you're going to tell the story, tell, tell the whole right. story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for that, guys. Thanks for listening in. As always, um, I'm looking forward to this offset story. I'm looking forward to whoever wrote, wrote us to write us again. Um, and yeah. In the meantime, um, guys, you can always DM us. You can write us on Twitter and we can move on. Okay. So for trend watch, um, I hate this is not a trend per se. I hope not, but it is something that a lot of people go through. But it, maybe you haven't been in a toxic relationship, but you have a friend who has and they are in the process of breaking up with him or her. And um, this is original content. Let me go ahead and say that. I wrote this um, in like 2015 or something. It was a long time ago. (laughs) But I wrote it for the Mix magazine. And this is about like best friends and breakups. And there's a couple of these from this article. It was like about like what not to say to your friend when they're going through a breakup. But a couple of these I think pertain specifically to a toxic relationship. And so I wanted to share them so we can kind of discuss. Um. Uh oh, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so one is like during the breakup part when you, I mean, you know, as a best friend, sometimes you know long before the person who's in the relationship knows that they're in a toxic relationship. But when they say that they're ready to leave to leave the relationship, the first thing you say should not be, "See, I told you, I told you that I didn't like him, and I knew from the beginning. My third eye was tingling. I just knew." <laughs> And my granny, I had a dream, and my granny told me that he was going to do this. And I'd like, right? Don't do that right away. It's yeah. not, you know, this is going to. Yeah. And we just talked about how shameful it feels and how low you feel sometimes in a toxic relationship, even if you're not that deep into it. There's a lot of times feelings and things that you experience in the relationship that you don't even tell your best friend because you're embarrassed that yes. you put up with it. So saying, see, I told you, I told you you should have never been, that's just going to make it worse. And it might even make your friends stop talking to you because, you know, you're not making them feel any better about what it is that they're doing. So instead of doing that, like, what's something you think you would say to your friend? Um, I would just be a bad honestly, like not saying, see, I told you so, but more so of like, I'm here for you because I'm acknowledging that you are going to need time to heal. Um, I've had two siblings go through divorces and like, that was a big thing for me. Like just not, Oh, I knew that was trifling, blah, blah, blah. But like, I know you are going to need time to heal. Cause regardless of how toxic the situation may have been, that's somebody that they loved. And I think mm-hmm. you got to acknowledge that first and just empathize with I done been stupid over somebody before, so I'm never going to be like, oh, girl, I told you so. Because it don't matter how stupid you was, you st- your heart going to be broke. Your heart breaks even more that you have to pull yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. It's different like, when they like do something to you and you mad about it. But when they've done enough to you and you just kept getting over it and you got to choose to leave, it's really hard. So I would just be there like as their ear. No, like This is a no-judgment zone. You don't have to tell me nothing that you're not ready to tell me right now. Um, I'm just here for you to heal. And then if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. If you want to go, you know, bust his windows, we can go do that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but not for real. I would just, 
honestly just confirmed that I'm going to be there for my friend while they go through this breakup. I think I would just add that I'm proud of you. Like, I think I would, that would be something that I would say instead of, I told I you, like my, I told you. My friends would probably take that some type of way at the moment. It'd be well, different I, if they've been coming to me saying that they're struggling and this is something that they want to get out of. I would say I, I'm proud of them. But if they haven't acknowledged how hard it was and they just did it, I feel like saying I'm proud of you is kind of like pouring alcohol on the scar. It's, um, it's not necessarily I'm proud of you because you're so just. I know when I talk to my friends and they tell me that they're ready to leave a relationship. Like if you're saying to me, you know, I'm really just over this. Like I'm tired of this. I'm about to leave. I'm going to be like, well, I'm proud of you for making that for yourself. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I've been there for you this entire time. I know that this is not like, this is something you really had to think about that you really had to come to terms with. And I am, I'm very proud of you for, Thinking of yourself first. That's what I would say yeah. to my friends. Um, so I don't know. I don't think my, any of my friends would take that a certain way. But you know your friends better than I do, and I know my friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if I, if just, I thought like that I they said, would I just feel think, a way about yeah, it, yeah, I just think it. Then I wouldn't say it. But I don't know. And and I'm not saying it like my friends specifically. Like they're just so sensitive. I'm just saying I think. You got to know when it's appropriate. I get what you're saying. And if they say, you know, like, I'm tired of this, I'm blah, 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 blah. I'm just saying I would not, I don't care who it is. I wouldn't just come out and say I'm proud of you unless I feel like the conversation warrants it. That's what I was saying. No, of course not. You don't just go to them like, hey, I'm really proud of you. No, it would be like, instead of saying, I told you that they weren't good for you. I would just be like, well, you know, these are really tough decisions that you're having to make. So I'm proud of you for being in the space to make them and I'm here for you like mm-hmm. whatever whatever you have to do I'm gonna have your back for it and I'm gonna be proud of you with the decisions that you make so that's what it would be um number three don't worry you two will be right back together I said number three because I started at number two I didn't start at number one because it don't pertain to this that's what I'm I don't want y'all to think I can't count um <laughs> but um I know for me this was a big thing but again I was a lot younger and being in a tumultuous relationship seemed like the thing. Like, everybody was doing it anyway. So when we would be breaking up and I would be crying and stuff, and they'd be like, I don't know why you crying, because y'all going to get right back together two weeks from now. It's okay. Like, you know, he loves you, and you his main, and he know where home is, and blah, blah, blah. Like, that kind of thing. That's terrible advice. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible advice. Like, don't t- And And honestly, I would just say don't talk about the possibility of them getting back together unless they do unless mm-hmm. they say i think we're going to end up back together blah 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 like just encouraging them to get back together when you know that this is a toxic relationship or when you see them awakening to the fact that it might be a toxic relationship don't tell them girl y'all be right back together like that just confirms to me that would hurt my feelings because i'm telling you i'm trying to leave it and you're telling me you don't believe i can do it mhm like you know, or if I was still kind of really damaged in the relationship, telling me we're going to get back together is just confirming that I can't get out of here. Like, I don't have a way out. So, and you're not you know, helping whatever. me. You're not even helping me identify what type of situation I'm in as a friend. But honestly, that's just when you need to kind of reevaluate your friends because usually the friends encouraging that stuff are friends that are either single and so far away from having anybody in their life at all that they're willing to take anything. Or it's the people who are also in toxic situations and they want you to I stay was gonna so say, y'all can be toxic together. 
I would I think the single I think it's the opposite. I think I get the best girl get out of their relationship advice from people who are single because they it are depends single. On the people. And it then depends the people on the type of single. Cuz if they single and they don't want to be single then they're going to be like well, trying I, to get you I, That's what I'm saying for me personally. I don't really have. You know, like I'm not talking about it doesn't exist. I'm saying for me the reverse is always what what happens with me. Like the people in relationships are very like much quicker. And even if it's not a toxic relationship per se, they just are in a relationship. And you know how sometimes people who are in long-term relationships, they've been through a lot with that person. So they think this is just what a relationship is. You go through a lot with this person. And sometimes it ain't going through a lot. Sometimes it's, this is a fool. This is a mess. Like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need to get back together. So, um, I think in my life, the people who are quickest to say, girl, y'all going to be right back together. It's okay. We'll do through is people who are in relationships, happy or not. They just are in relationships. And the people who are like, ew, get out of there. Where the people who ain't in relationships. And all of it hurt my feelings. Yeah. (laughs) I've definitely had a mix of both over time. Because I've seen, like I said, I've seen single people that just ain't got nobody, but they want somebody. So they be like, especially like you see in those movies and it's like, um, where the mom she don't have a husband, but her she's trying to make her her mm-hmm. daughter marry off to somebody who's like not healthy for her at all. But she wants her to yep. be there because of the security. So she's like, "That's a good man, Savannah. You need to be yeah. with him." <laughs> and he was that man was all married and everything. Her mama oh, goes on her. Yeah, I used to watch Wayne but yeah, that's, way too much when I was little. <laughs> no, that's real too. Like it is people who are. You know, miserably single, and just think that anybody is good that anybody you. is gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. Like y'all get right back together, it's okay. Keep up alive, like girl. It'll be I'll bury right alive. That man back, and you like, no, there's a reason why I'm. Po-. And honestly, you need that support because you do have. Just like you don't need nobody throwing it in your face, you don't need nobody like making you feel like you made a mistake by leaving either. Because it is so mm-hmm. hard to pull out of those situations. Like you really be, and <laughs> it's crazy. Because they're, yes. because they're toxic, but you be distraught leaving this toxic person because yes. you be in like, love with them and all their toxic traits. Like crying and physically <laughs> sick. sick. Like for it's like an addiction. Yes. Addiction for real. Um and, and and as a friend, please keep in mind that it doesn't matter how close you think you are to this person, you do not know everything nope. about their relationship. You don't. You never will. So if they are adamant about leaving, there's probably something they have not told you. And just keep that in mind as a friend. Like, you don't know the ins and outs. You weren't there for everything. So just hold off on some of the things that you say because, you know, what they're feeling right now might be based on something you don't have any idea about. They never mentioned it to you. You weren't there when it happened. You know, whatever. So, like, keep that in mind as a friend. You don't know everything about it. Um, Number four is that he or she will realize what they're missing. Now... This is not something that is a bad thing to necessarily say, but I think it puts, again, I wrote this, so this is my opinion. I think it puts this expectation that at some point this person will miss you in their mind. When one, if it's a toxic relationship, of course they will, and they're going to tell you, and they're going to try to get back with you, and then you have to like take them back. Two, if you really need to get out of the relationship, you should not be focusing on how they feel when you leave. That's the last thing you need to think about is how they're going to feel that they need to miss you because you're going to be checking to see like, do they miss me yet? Do they miss me yet? Are they what are they doing now? And if they move on, that's going to hurt your feelings. Just don't think about that. Like, don't think 
about or try not to think about it. And if you are thinking about it, the last thing you need is your best friend to tell you that they're going to miss you and you're going to see it. And then, you know, it's going to be so bad. They, he is going to realize what he missed or she is going to realize what she's missing out on. And she's going to be back begging because if that's my expectation toward my healing, when that doesn't happen, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel low because the person doesn't miss me or they're not telling me they miss me. And now my self-esteem is damaged because they don't even care. That I left. <laughs> and I'm looking around <laughs> waiting for somebody to come give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Looking sad and nobody cares. But, you know, it's when it's time to get out and to heal, that's not even what you should be focused on. So mm-hmm. try as a friend just don't say that to somebody who's trying to end something that was very seriously not okay with them. Like it's not about whether or not they're going to miss you. It's about them and their personal healing. So just be there for them. Um, And the last one is don't worry. They're going to get what they deserve. And that is so toxic. That's That's also toxic. It is. is. And it might be true. They probably will. But what if it ain't? Cause I, it's a lot of people that have done me wrong and I've never seen anything bad happen to them. Mm-hmm. But if you're wishing that you're just as bad as they are, if you're wishing for something bad to happen to this person because of what they did for to you, you're holding on to a piece of that relationship that you don't need. You're holding on to a lot of negative energy. You don't have to wish nothing. You don't have to wish them the best. You don't have to wish them the worst. Just you let don't them have to go. Nothing. Just let them go. And as a friend suggesting that they are going to get what they deserve is the same as the last one. You're you are providing something for them to want to check up on mm-hmm. like now i have to see if they're doing badly nope he, he done got married now <laughs> and i ain't married so you know you know what i'm saying like how am i supposed to feel about that mm-hmm. ain't nothing bad happening to him they done got a house got a new job so like, had a baby <laughs> right so how am i supposed to feel if nothing bad ever happens to this person and why do i want that why do i want to wish for something bad to happen to somebody instead of focusing on what good could happen to me as a result of leaving this relationship so, yeah, let's focus on that. Focus on all the good that can happen to me when I get out of there yes. and get healed and whole. Tell me that I'm going to be great. Like, you're going to be amazing. You're going to be so much better. You're going to, you know, stop losing weight or you're going to not be so stressed out. Like, it's going to be great when you get out of there. Like, talk about how great of a person your friend is going to be when they are able to really get out of that. Um, instead of talking about what's bad is going to happen to the person that they were with. Mm-hmm. Um, you have anything to add? Because that was my last one. Uh, no, I think I think that's it. I don't think you got to say a whole lot of nothing. Buy your girl a drink. Get her out the house. Right. Or, <laughs> I mean, stay in the house with her. Y'all can cook something y'all ain't never made before. You know, just be a friend, like a for real friend in that moment. Um, I would say the biggest piece is to not come over there talking about your issues and you know she's going. Oh, God. Yes. Like, please don't come preparing like, girl, I know what you're going through because with me and such and such, like, just don't make it about you in that time. <laughs> because while, as a friend, I mean, me as a friend, I could take it and I wouldn't be upset or anything. But, like, just just give it a minute. Just let your friend be in her feelings. And then I think, like, you know, just make sure she don't stay there. That's my biggest advice. Mm-hmm. Don't let your friend stay there. Don't let it don't let it get unhealthy now because you do get sick. You get friends sick and, you know, you need your friends to check you in, in, and bring you up out of it. Take them to church. Make sure they take a shower, you know. Make sure they open the blinds once a week or something. But Oh, uh, uh, no, once a week. And, fellas, this is for y'all, yes. too, because I know how y'all like to, not even like to, just, you know, how it's kind of not really 
pushed that men be like support emotionally supportive of one another if your friend is going through a breakup with a girl that you hated realize that it's still difficult for them and be friends with them be kind to them be there for them like don't be like ah you always crying over like give them a minute it might be sad Mm -hmm. (laughs) right (laughs) Just, just give them a second to be upset about it and you know be there for them be I, I mean, I don't know what's unmanly about being emotionally supportive of your friends. I feel like you can't be a friend without being emotionally supportive in certain areas. And I so, think you're a bad friend if you make them feel like they shouldn't care about a breakup with somebody that yeah, or somebody that they cared about at all. Like, stop making them feel like they acting like a female because they said they cared about them. They don't want to be with your ugly butt all the time. right so yeah like be there for your friends when they are going through breakups it's okay guys it's not gay and even if it was like who cares like just be a good friend it's not that serious so that's it that is all for the trend watch segment and we can move on all right well i guess we are now in lessons learned um Chad, I'm still learning. <laughs> this <laughs> okay. topic itself, I'm not about to play like I'm expert on it at all. I would say um, some things that I am still learning is to like really, for me, do the exercise of the 80-20. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a really big thing to just go through the exercise and ask yourself like, because sometimes you start to wonder, am I tripping? Am I doing too much? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're with somebody that make you feel like you're just being extra and dramatic. So, like, you really got to take time to just, you know, like, does this really bother me? How much am I giving up of myself? Like you said, am I committing a lot of self-betrayal, you know? Um, And then being able to just stand on that. Like, I think the hardest part for me with leaving those situations is thinking that it could have got better and I left too soon. Mm. yeah yeah um you know like feeling like I'm missing something or there were just really great things about that person that I think I can't get anywhere else I stayed in a toxic relationship way longer than I was supposed to before because I didn't think nobody was gonna ever love me like that man because I thought he just loved me Mm. so much (laughs) but he did a whole lot of hurtful stuff in the midst of him like he was when when it was good, it was good. But when it was bad, it was awful. It was terrible. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I would be so like hung up on giving away the good that I didn't realize how low I would be by myself when it was bad and how alone I would feel in the relationship and how I was just like holding on because it's like, well, he'll get better one day. One day he's going to get better and this is going to all change and then I'm going to be here and I'm going to actually get to enjoy, you know, like him being him again because this isn't somebody I know but honestly if the stranger shows up more often than the person you know then the stranger is probably who they actually are yep that's their main personality <laughs> right there so, uh, <laughs> hey, y'all need to get acquainted <laughs> y'all see me myself and Irene you need to get to know that man that snapped <laughs> at the end okay because it's real <laughs> and they don't leave so um, that's probably my biggest lesson learned um, is to just do the 80-20 and be sure about what you're feeling. Don't let somebody take away from your feelings and make you feel silly. Um, and then if you got to go, you just got to go. You ain't missing out on nothing you were supposed to have anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is that there's nothing flattering about somebody who can't leave you alone who needs to leave you alone. Like You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know a lot of us don't like to admit this, but some of us like the attention of a person more than we liked the relationship so there's we think that it's cute that he keeps coming back and he can't leave me alone or she 
keeps coming back, can't leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. But if this, if you know this person needs to leave you alone, you alone, it ain't even about you. There's nothing special, great about you that is keeping this person coming back, except that you keep allowing them access to give you that attention. And you're feeding off of attention, not love. Mm-hmm. It's not love. It's not, you know, them treating you very special. It's not like that's codependency and they <laughs> are... You like the attention that they are giving you because you feel like they're important and something about them liking you excites you. And wow. I'm saying, I'm talking to myself. You're exposing that was, me right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, saying I'm, I'm exposing myself. And I, anybody who knows me personally who is listening to this, they know exactly who I'm talking about. And for years, like, I just enjoyed the the attention of the fact that this person that I felt was, like, really desirable can't leave me alone can't stop talking to me every time I change locations they have to know where I'm at and they want to talk to me and they are always concerned with what I'm doing and blah 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 but I just like the attention it wasn't love at all mm-hmm. and you have to kind of stop thinking more highly of that person than you think of yourself Ooh, and in that you would compromise your time and attention to entertain the attention they're giving you because you think that they're just so amazing or something so great about them that you're flattered by that attention and ain't nothing flattering about that if that person needs to leave you alone the fact that they won't is not flattering it's a red flag it is mm-hmm. them trying to have all this access to you and they're not going to treat you any better than they did last time they're not a changed person they are just going to keep giving you the attention that you keep allowing them to give so once it's over, leave it alone. You don't need their attention. They're not amazing to you. I don't know. They might be amazing to, to somebody you. else, but they're not, <laughs> they're not that great. Like, just let it go. You don't need their attention. Even if, even though sometimes, you know, you'd be lonely if you broke up with them and you're not dating yes, nobody else. that like, is the most toxic trait ever is getting lonely and going back to what you know just to fill that void. Girl. And we all are me. guilty. It's me. I am... I should have been convicted of that a long time ago. I need to go to jail for that so I can learn my lesson. Okay. Entertaining folks just because I'm bored. I ain't just because you're bored. All of a sudden, now you, hey, you ain't acting right. funny no more. You start responding to their text messages, laughing at their Instagram Hello. posts. <laughs> then your friend's like, so you and so-and-so talking again? you like, I know. We I mean, we fighting. <laughs> no, I get them well. You doing them all. Talking to them again. every night. Like, I mean, you know, we cool. I told them, you you know, I'll be around. <laughs> Girl, me when I go home. Me, right? I mean, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. We're going to talk like that. Knowing I'm going to see him before I leave. You already know. Knowing y'all meeting up. Oh, God, help me, please. <laughs> Trifling. Trifling. So that is my lesson learned, and I'm embarrassed, but you know, hey, it's what it is. Y'all got all of the tea, all of our vulnerability. <laughs> um, I think we all have places, have space to grow, and that's the beautiful thing about relationships sure. as a whole the more you learn about people the more i think you're able to learn about yourself um mm-hmm. and taking time to study yourself is really important because it's only gonna make yes. you a partner to somebody else so yes and taking that time in between toxic relationship like once it's over you don't have to date somebody else right away run like, away just take from some the time syndrome because half mm. of them when they take their cape off they are the same person yeah. <laughs> as you just... that she was dating before mm-hmm. yeah so well, all right, guys, that is it for this episode of the Save the Date podcast. Be sure to leave comments on our Instagram and in Anchor. Let us know what you think about it. 
Um, this is a bi-weekly podcast, so you can catch us here again, not next week, but next, next week. And to have your stories or questions included on the show, you can email them to savethedatesos at gmail.com. And you can also log on to the Anchor app, search Save the Date Show, and um, leave us a voice note. And we like hearing your stories and questions and stuff in your own voices, because y'all are hilarious. Um, and even if it's not a funny situation... Uh, I, it's, I think it just helps us connect to y'all a lot better. And I honestly, I think we laugh at everything. So. Oh, we do. We do. I'm <laughs> guilty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you want to follow us on Twitter for constant commentary or not so constant commentary, we're, we can do so. <laughs> 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 my Twitter is at Imani or whatever. And mine is OK Candice. And that's my Instagram as well. Wait, before we go, y'all. So, legally, I don't think we could share the clip of a dating experience that we heard this week. Oh, God. But Y'all have to go listen to show? this podcast. <laughs> um, Waiting by the Phone. It's a podcast slash radio show where they call people who um, got go- they Somebody who got ghosted gets on the show and they call the person who ghosted them. And they ask them why. And people are crazy. And that's all I want to say. <laughs> and the people please. are really like, I don't understand. Yeah, she was <laughs> beside of my bed. So <laughs> you like, yeah, I would have ghosted you too. <laughs> the, <laughs> the one this week, the guy is like, I mean, you know, I, I cooked for her and I thought we were taking to the next level and she just ghosted me. That girl got on the phone and said that man started doing magic tricks on the day. <laughs> on their second day or third day. It was maybe. on the second one when he cooked for her. He, she said oh, he yeah, like yeah. disappeared into the room and he came out with a cape on. <laughs> like he was in full magic regalia, like doing the most. It was a lot, y'all. But and that, she was like, that, that podcast was just was so like, weird, right? And they didn't even know she was on the phone. I mean, he didn't know she. I mean, she didn't know he was on the phone. So she's like saying he's so weird. And like when she started to talk about his magic, sir was like, he was not having that. <laughs> he was very upset. Excuse me. These are my very close parts of me, ma'am. Yeah, he was like, this is a very personal part of me that I decided to share with you. And I really, I was like, oh, wow. This man is dead serious. He, he thinks he's David Blaine. So, <laughs> so to get some additional laughs just off of, we've talked about ghosting before, but if y'all really want to experience, if you have not been ghosted and you just need to laugh on what it's like to be ghosted, please listen to their podcast. So extra it's shout so out to funny. them because it is hilarious. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we out. Bye. Talk to y'all next time.